When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're back with another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Cheryl Glassford, come right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break. Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcast. But also as well, of course, Joe Soro. Go ahead and check out what he's doing today as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Of course, also as well, we cover the latest news and trends of pop culture, like I said, at Pop Culture Cosmos at WordPress.com as well. Inside Sports Fantasy Football, I just finished a quick recording with Domination Sports Nation host Chris Ardieri as we covered NFL Week 10, the rise of the Baltimore Ravens, and more. It's a really quick listen. Hopefully you get a chance either on the Pop Culture Cosmos YouTube channel or right here wherever you get your podcasts at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Joe was actually, a lot of his comments were there. So go ahead and check out what he has to say on how well he's doing and the smart move he made for a backup quarterback. Very smart because he was out there for weeks and a lot of teams didn't pick it up. So hear what he has to say at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Plus also as well, of course, go ahead and check out what we're doing each and every time out right there for you at Lakerholics.com. Laker Tom, the number one Lakers blogger that's out there. Oh, there you go. He's repping it. He's repping the LFB. There you go. Absolutely looking good indeed. Uh, Go ahead and check out what Laker Tom and Jamie Sweet are doing today at Lakerholics.com. Plus also our friends, Empire Jeff TV. Also as well, Lakers in five. Daniel Barry Sports highlights the John McCallion channel. Please support those channels on YouTube. And speaking of supporting channels on YouTube, did you go ahead and check out already the Joe Soro short I posted down below in the YouTube channel or on Facebook or on TikTok or on Twitter? Go ahead and check it out today. I know someone did because they commented on it, and I'll comment on that comment again, as I did to that person coming up here in a bit. But also as well, go ahead and subscribe today to get the latest notifications on when we go live with the latest Lakers Fast Break podcast. So with the Lakers heading into Houston And this road trip, the first extended one of the year, not exactly panning out the way we wanted to. 0-2 so far, especially after a heartbreaking loss. Many mistakes were made in the final two minutes by the Lakers. Many choices that were made that were probably, if you look back on it, should have been made differently. But the Lakers heading into Houston with a 3-4 and record. It just goes with showing when you look at the stats, they're not pretty overall as far as the team is concerned, especially... On the offensive end, on the offensive end, the Lakers are at or near the bottom in many statistical categories. 
I had mentioned yesterday that they were the worst offensive rebounding team in the NBA. No, I'm sorry. They're the next to worst offensive rebounding team in the NBA. They're also one of the lowest three-point shooting teams. In fact, they're the next to lowest three-point shooting team in the NBA. They've got several issues that they need to go ahead and create. Their rate, as far as what they're doing, their pace is actually much less than last season. The number of free throws that they're taking is substantially less than last season. All of these stats showcase that the team is not as doing as well anywhere near to the level that they need to get done on the offensive end. Forget about the defensive end, which for right now, because we've talked so much about the defensive end and the troubles on the perimeter and all that, I understand those issues are there, but the offense is something we thought would be a lot better heading into the season. And here today to talk about that, plus also everything going on in the NBA and also the Lakers. Good man indeed. Again, he is a smart man by picking up C.J. Stroud early on in the season. And even though he may not have been able to utilize him properly, he's going to be utilizing him this week because Tua, his main quarterback, is on a bye. Remember that fantasy football team owners out there. It is Joe Sorrow and Joe. Great to have you here. Uh, when you look at the stats, it's not pretty, my friend. I, I know. I know that in re, when the, with the eyeball test, there are two games we should have won, which we didn't. But when you look at it from a stats point of view, it looks much worse. The bigger issue is the decision making at the end of the game. It uh, it was a microcosm of the issues with the offense. I don't know if it'll get better. Uh, we're going to have to wait to see how that plays out. Uh, it doesn't look like it's going to get better because I think when you have LeBron and AD playing at, at the top of their game, great players mask bad operations. And LeBron was a perfect example yesterday in what happens when your program isn't good, but your player is. LeBron had a vintage LeBron game minus maybe a little bit of the vertical. Uh, I know that uh, I look at the little things sometimes. Uh, obviously, LeBron used to soar above the rim when he would go up. This time, he was soaring in line with the rim. <laughs> Other than that, he looked like old LeBron, which great players every now and then will, will, will bring that out out of, no, out of nowhere and just amaze. Uh, I found it sad that you didn't let him finish it off and you had sent us a uh, some footage today of, of Darvin Ham drawing up that play to Cam Reddish, and it looks Wasn't like that we, interesting. We, we 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 have confirmed that this is this was not LeBron going rogue. Mm -hmm. This was indeed, and I, I didn't think he did. It was too tactical. It was too easy to recognize. This was how they drew it up, but for some reason. Darvin Ham decided to choose to give the ball to Cam Reddish at the corner. Someone who doesn't shoot threes. Someone who can barely shoot. And someone who has struggled his entire career. If he was trying to build some confidence in Cam Reddish, I would have appreciated him doing that in a game that didn't take us down below 500 after seven games. If we had been 5-1 and one, and you want to set a precedent, I've seen several times in the past where Phil Jackson would sacrifice wins to teach the team a lesson, to give someone a shot, whatever. It, 
this is not the place for that. We needed someone there that had a very good chance of hitting that shot. And there were at least four or five players, even Max Christie would have had a better shot at making that shot. But unfortunately, Darvin Ham pulled out something out of his pockets and it again came up lame. And this is going to be something that my common sense detector says isn't going to get better. We are going to need the talent on this team to, to mask it. And unfortunately, those become issues when you play elite teams deep in the playoffs. The regular season for us, especially after what happened last year, uh, maybe might not mean as much as it used to. Uh, maybe it was an anomaly last year where a seven seed made it to the Western Conference Finals. But I have to, I have to say that if, if it was just one team, uh, maybe. But we're, we're getting a lot of teams here the last few years that are beating top seed teams in the playoffs. And this might be the new norm. This might be the new norm. So if the Lakers get into the playoffs and run into a, an elite team, the, the, the exposure of Darvin Ham's inability to draw up correct plays, and I say correct, correct plays as in giving the ball to the right people at the right moment, then we're, we're, we're going to likely have a, a result that we had last year, which isn't good. Well, I'll tell you what, though, it's very interesting. The people that, that are trying to defend Ham, you know, I, when I posted out there the shorts of you going off on Cam Reddish, not just because, not on Cam Reddish per se, but the decision to get it to Cam Reddish, Cam Reddish and that it was design play, as we found out, because uh, there was Victor Molendato. He was drawn out, saying he was drawn out goofer. He was going for the layup and found the best shot. No, that was what was drawn up. That was the problem. And my, my answer back was, why would you be throwing out or having a below 20% three-point shooter in that spot in the first place? And if that's what you're drawing up, that's really, really, uh, I mean, part of that's on ham. Part of that's on the player to say, look, I'm not really that good out there. Why don't I fake like I'm going to go ahead and take a three-point out, but I'm going to go ahead and run in and make it a lot shorter and easier pass for LeBron. I mean, if you just if he'd started out the three-point line, but then made a cut towards the basket and got the ball, he would have had an easy layup or dunk to go ahead and win the game. I'm sorry, uh, whomever commented on that saying that that was the best shot is. Well, he said we sound I, we sound dumb. That I sounded dumb for responding like that. And I said, well, okay, uh, you want the you want a 15% three-point shooter to take the shot. That's dumber. That's a whole lot whoever dumber. said, whoever said you're dumb for criticizing a last second shot to win the game to a guy who can't shoot and you're down one is not only dumb himself or herself, they shouldn't comment at how dumb they are. And if they're listening right now, you are a dumb person. You have no idea. How, to, how basketball works. And it's at, the, it's at its simplest form here. Simplest form. In the end, if I'm the coach of the LA Lakers, LeBron is going to the basket and getting two points. You know why? Because he had just done it before. He had just done it before to bring it to one. He had got an, he got an N1 and the, and the Lakers were down one. Just play, run with your number one guy. 
And LeBron, unfortunately, the one little thing in his game that has infuriated people that respect his talent is he does this. You are not passing to Robert Ory. You are not passing to Derek Fisher. So spare me the BS that they did the right play. You know what the right play would have been? To score the mother effing basket and win the game. That's the right play. And I can tell you this. If I went back and looked at all the analytics, I bet you LeBron has lost a couple of big games because of that mentality. I'm not going to go into it. I could. I'm not going to waste my time. I have better things to do. But he is the greatest player of his era and is still playing at a high level. He should take that damn shot. And if he misses, so be it. He's the number one guy. So don't sit there and tell me that that Gerald is dumb because Darvin Ham drew up a play to Cam Reddish at the three who can't shoot and you need one basket, not a three to win? No. No, you're dumb. You're dumb. That's dumb. That's just absolutely asinine. I can't believe somebody actually took the time to write that or say that. It's just absolutely, you know, what do you watch? Like four games a year? We watch every game here. I've been watching every game for the last freaking 20 years, practically every game. I'd say guaranteed at least 95% of the games that the Lakers have played. So don't don't come in here and, and give me this BS. Don't give, don't give us that BS. If you want to come in and you want to troll, if that's what it is, and I don't even like using that stupid word because trolling is is a positive thing sometimes just to muck things up. You're not a troll. You're brainless. That's a brainless comment. So that's it. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna have this argument again with this decision. This was a wrong decision. I'd say it to Darvin's face. I'd say it to his kids. I'd say it to his wife. I'd say it to everyone in LA and the Lakers organization. That was a dumb play you drew up. Why? I want to know why you thought Cam Reddish could make that shot. Especially at the stakes right now when you're three and three. AD just got out. He's probably not playing tomorrow. He just he's questionable. I I would very unlikely he's playing tomorrow, but Rui's coming back. Likely he's probably so so don't yeah, this is this is uh again. I didn't come in here tonight to 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 put up the volume here. I actually wanted to have a decent pre-game discussion about the Houston Rockets. But unfortunately, sometimes brainless people come in and you got to address at how brainless they are. Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Maybe he'll learn a lesson watching this now. Maybe he won't. Either way, you know now. So can't blame us if you live your life being blind or delusional. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. If you have a better movie in the can, why is that not the movie that you released in the first place? I would say it's more culturally relevant than The Simpsons and Rick and Morty. Like, it has become a staple of American entertainment. I think Dragon Age 4 is carrying the future of Bioware on its shoulders. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. What's the first rule uh, as far as a coach is concerned? Know your personnel. Know their strengths and know their weaknesses. And when you have someone out there whose weakness 
again, even if it was Max Christie, because I, I know Max Christie has received a lot of support here, he's shooting under 20% from three this season. So really, you have not a lot of options. In fact, you're under 30% for the year as a team. That's some really bad numbers. We're Again, this is the second season in a row we've had these issues. I want you guys to understand something, especially if there's some new guys here. The term negative gets thrown out a lot. Anytime someone doesn't hear what they want to hear. Let me explain what this means. I am not a life coach. I'm not here to patch your ass, okay? I'm not here commenting because I got to feel better about myself and I got to talk loud and, and it makes me get all the attention, okay? I don't need this. I don't need you. I don't need anybody. I do this because I like it. I like watching the Lakers play and I like talking about the Lakers. And I like the people I work with. And I love a lot of our, our crowd. I'm here because the crowd says they want to hear what I say the majority of the time. Otherwise, I'd be out of here. Okay? Spare me the negative talk. Okay? That play dilutes the word negative. It's not a negative call after that. It's a dumb call. It's a dumb call. If you want to say, man, why are you so negative on the season sucking? Why do you want to fire everybody? Okay, I'll give you that one. You don't want to fire everybody after seven games. But I'll tell you this right now. This team has no structure at all. If LeBron doesn't play like LeBron is playing and AD is playing, this team is toast. Okay? They're toast. The system that's important to run, it may still happen. It may still happen. It might be too early. We have to wait. But the system is supposed to preserve those guys. It's supposed to allow the guys around them that they paid a lot of money for to cover the basis. Okay? You watch any team that won a championship, any team in the past, the role players play well even when the boys are down. That's how it works. It's a team game. We need that more than any of those teams because we have an anomaly on our team in its 21st season. This has never happened this player has never happened. You've had 21-year vets that score four points a game. This guy is an all-star, starter in his 21st season, playing like an MVP. You have to preserve him, and you can't do that unless you have structure. And we have not seen it in seven games. Get it through your head. You're not going to win this argument. You're not going to come with your negative bullcrap response this is not negative this is reality get out of your negativity and get into reality we are in reality folks this is basketball professional basketball and right now the lakers are three and four when they should be sitting in my in my opinion at least at least five and two absolutely i, I could agree with you more because they should have taken this game and they should have taken the sacramento game so that's the case. Unfortunately, the Lakers, again, offensively, they are really struggling. Uh, we talked about the defensive issues a lot on this show, but we don't want to let the offense slide because right now it is not even at the level that it was last year. Again, the pace for the team is substantially down. We talked about the fact that they're not even getting to the free throw line. Because remember, last year they broke the NBA record as far as the differential between what they were shooting at the free throw line and what the other team was shooting. It's not even close to that now. Plus, we talked about the fact that they're a terrible offensive rebounding team. They also cannot make a three to save their life. They're bottom two in both of those categories 
a lot needs to change. Absolutely, a lot needs to change, not only on the defensive end, as we talked about, on the offensive end as well. That, the, 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 the team, the balance, the, the enthusiasm, the confidence, when the, when the offense isn't doing well, it seems to drop back into the defense, and I believe that plays a factor in it. Shaq used to say when he didn't get the ball a couple times, his defense would uh, would kind of go, eh. I don't know necessarily if that's what's going on with these guys, but maybe not in that realm because Shaq was pretty temperamental and he was in a position where he could because he was so great and he could get away with it. But I think a lot of the fact, a lot of the reasons why the defense, uh, <laughs> a lot of the, why, the reason why the defense is suffering now is, is you have one of the worst guards on your, in your starting team on defense. And uh, we've said this, we said this last night, I'm sorry to say this, but the angel got ejected. It actually helped the Lakers uh, play better defense because I felt like Miami couldn't score. Now, I don't know if they ran out of gas, but it might have been a combination of both because uh, I, I, don't, I don't think that coincidence is – I don't think that was a coincidence. I think him getting, getting taken out, I think, improved the defense enough to where Miami couldn't get to their spots. They couldn't get any open lanes. I, I know they already had 17 turnovers during during the game, but I felt like they could not score because the Lakers had the right personnel to stop that particular personnel from scoring at ease. Whereas but conversely, were... conversely, the Lakers had four opportunities to get one point and chose to go ahead and basically take four shots from the outside, four shots from three, where they're, again, as I stated, one of the worst teams in the NBA. And Austin Reeves had two shots, wide open, wide open. And you just paid him, this is a free agent pickup who just got his first big contract. You're getting paid $14 million a year, Austin. You had two wide-open threes, which to this moment, I don't understand why they didn't just go to the basket and get two points and take the lead that way, but that's a discussion I think we've worn out tonight. I don't want to ran on it anymore. I, 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 the negative comments, you know, this negative comment came from other places too because I hear that a lot when someone doesn't want to hear what they want to say or, or what they want to hear, I should say. So – Cut the BS, okay? Cut the negative talk. This has nothing to do with being negative. This is about what's going on. They could have made better decisions, but if Austin Reeves is shooting a three to take the lead late in the game, it at least makes sense a little. We just missed these. Uh, and that's that's something that my hope <laughs> is that Austin Reeves learns from this and says, all right, I'm, I'm going to maybe – go to the basket and get an N1 since I do that very well, have a chance at getting drawn the foul, teach your team how to draw the fouls. You know, one of the positive things we had last year is we got to the line more than any team last year. And we're not doing that right now. No. And it could be also, I'm not going to throw it all on the Lakers. There's been some complaints. Uh, Lakers called the league office and said, Hey, yep. what the hell's going on here, guys? And they of did course, file a, a complaint. Of course their response was, well, we didn't see any, uh, we didn't see any discrepancies in the last couple of minutes. And then LeBron came back with a really good answer. Well, we're talking about the whole game, dummy. Okay. Which happens in the second quarter can affect what happens to the game. Why? Because let's say a team is up two points. Okay. They're up two points. You have the ball. Your opponent is up two points. You go to the basket. Okay. You get fouled hard. What would have been likely an and one. Now you would, if you would, if you had gotten that call, you're up one with momentum and then the other team doesn't get the call, or I should say the Lakers don't get the call. The team goes back and hits a three. That's a what? What is that? A six-point turnaround. That yeah. could devastate a game. 
Now, the refs aren't going to be perfect. I get it. You know, there's going to be those calls during the game. But at what point is it happening all the time, in every quarter, in every game? When does that stop? Once in a while is one thing. The guy had his freaking jersey staticked. It would it looked like it had static in it. It was pulled on so hard. How do you miss that? I don't understand what these guys are looking at. They'll make a call standing in Egypt while the guy is trying to score this way where they don't have an angle, and they'll still call a foul on that. How did you call that foul? I saw it uh, last week. How the hell did you call that a foul? You didn't see what happened on the right side. You were standing on the left. These things are what I don't understand. Who is teaching these guys and who's allowing it? If I'm looking at it, I'm some schmuck in the middle of nowhere seeing this with my own eyes on a regular TV. How is Adam Silver not seeing it? These guys have billions of dollars with all these analytics and all these cameras and all this BS. Why aren't they doing anything about it? Good point. I don't know. I don't know what's uh, – anybody who speaks gets kicked out. They get sent to Philly. They get sent to Miami, right? You got to kiss everybody's ass. Otherwise, they're going to bounce you, right? Is that how it works now? Uh, it sounds like a whole different kind of concept of freedom, folks. All those people are sitting there talking about, we're here for justice. We're here for this. But the second someone says something negative about them, they get ostracized. Hypocrisy. That's what it is. Hypocrisy. Get, do your job, man. Bill Belichick said it nice and easy. Do your damn job. And, you know, but unfortunately, most people don't do their job because there's no consequences for it. No, I'm not going to do my job. I'll still get paid. And if we and if we got to bounce you, we're going to we're going to bury that story. We're going to make you resign with your pension. Oh, what a what a nice re- reward for being a piece of gra- crap. Oh, we're going to make you retire and then give you your pension for all the bad stuff you did that we're not going to tell anybody about. Yeah. That worked out for Penn State 20 years ago, didn't it? <laughs> Good point indeed. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Joe Soro. Please go ahead and check him out today as Ox1947. He shares all these, also these opinions at LakersBall.com. And of course, you can hear him uncut each and every game at playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Wanted to go ahead and thanks so much, Stilo41510. Maybe a member of the Steel Party with you there, Joe, from the Pittsburgh Steelers fan, maybe. You never know. Good he deal. said... He still doesn't understand why we chose a rookie coach to lead the final years of arguably the greatest NBA player of all time. He said arguably out there, everyone. So don't uh, uh, Jordan better and all that. Yeah, he just said arguably, which is the case. Poor coaching lost us games last year that caused us to run out of gas in Denver. I, I think when it comes down to it, Joe, I mean, we saw how far the team was behind the eight ball and they had to spend that last 30 games just, you know, trying to do everything they can. They spent so much energy. They couldn't take games off. They had to all, especially after the trade deadline, they had to work so hard just to even get into the playoffs. Then obviously they used that momentum to carry them up until the Western Conference Finals until they did run out of gas against Denver. It just looks like a three and four, while it's not as bad as two and 10, it just looks like that it, that history is repeating itself in so many different ways so far this season. The Lakers have been terrible in one area of basketball for decades, and that's selecting coaches correctly. It's just what it is. 
the NBA is difficult in, 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 overall. You've had coaches of the year get fired the year they want coaches of the year. That's how bad it is. But I'd like to think that if you're going to create a player's league, just like anything else, wouldn't you want to find a coach that t- is going to tailor may make himself uh, to your stars? If that's always the issue, what coach, what coach in your research could bring AD and LeBron better in your in, in, in some better to you? I should say, well, who, who was out there that could have done that? The question is, I don't know. I don't. That's not my job. I never really understood why you got rid of Vogel. This guy won you a championship. Why would you get rid of him after a year? I should two years, sorry. For what? Because he didn't get along with Russell Westbrook. You didn't think you were going to be done with him a year later? I don't know. I don't understand why why they hired him. Uh, he, he's not really what they needed. He They needed more of a veteran coach or someone with championship experience. Who was out there? We've had that discussion too. You know, uh, championship coach, NBA system. I, I already gave you guys my, my my number one candidate, and unfortunately, that wasn't going to happen. But I think that's that's just something I think we're going to have to deal with here this year. We can't get rid of them. There's no one really out there that you could bring in, uh, and we're going to find out at the end of the year if, 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 if he gets exposed again and whether they're going to continue this next year. This is the year, in my opinion, this is the year that LeBron and AD can win a championship if everything gets put together the right way. I don't believe, even if they put everything right together next year, they're going to – I don't think LeBron will be good enough to win next year with AD. They would need a third guy, a fourth I guy. I don't know. I just, I, I, because you, you start to see it. You start to see it. Just, you know, the. It, yeah, it's, the, it's, it's, not, it's not, it's not because they're not capable of playing well. It's, it's. This is a. This is a grind. Father time. It is a grind, folks. It is a grind. You have to have you. The, the, the Warriors had to have the three greatest shooters in their prime, in their prime, with a defensive player of the year on the team. That's four. To barely get past a Houston Rocket team in 2018 to win back-to-back titles. Three of the best, arguably, shooters of all time on the same team in their prime. It's hard. We got spoiled, folks. We have been spoiled. For those of us who have been watching basketball for the last 30 years, I want you guys to focus on this. Jordan, Hakeem, Shaq, and Kobe. Duncan couldn't even win back-to-back titles. How good was Duncan? How good was Manu and Tony Parker? They couldn't win back-to-back. Our guys won back-to-back twice and a third time. That's how great they were. It's hard. We got spoiled. And then again, Golden State's the current era's dynasty. They barely made the second one, at least with the Lakers. They won the first one in a struggle. They won the second one in domination. The third one, they had one team they had to pass. They passed it and they they, they ran over everyone else. 
That's that, I mean, this is difficult, guys. It's difficult. We won a championship in 2020 because that was the most mentally tough team with talent in the NBA that year because COVID destroyed people mentally, absolutely destroyed them. And for those who denigrate that season, they're usually the types that say stupid things like stop being negative, you know, the excuse guys. Like like if their team had won the championship, they wouldn't be soiling themselves watching that banner go up in their arena. Lying sacks of crap. Don't tell me you wouldn't be counting that if it was your team. So you can stick that argument up here. You know what? This is difficult. And the team owes LeBron. They owe him. He's already brought a title to the, to the team. They owe him. They owe him something of some relevance around him. And we have to wait and see if that relevance will be relevant. We have time. But it doesn't look good, guys. These plays, the, the offensive structure, sometimes the coach needs to be the guy that kind of puts a, a hot poker in your in your side to get you to wake up, too. You know, I know these guys are supposed to be motivated, but maybe once in a while it does help to kind of get somebody to 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 call you out or whatever. But I don't know if I don't know what he does. I don't know. We don't have any access in practice. We don't know what the hell's going on. Every time I turn it on the spectrum, everybody's sitting there grab assing, slap assing, whatever. Oh well, we we just need to do this, and we just need to do that. And what's gonna happen tomorrow? Like everything is nice and calm. And pretty. Oh, it wasn't our fault. Oh, oh, gosh. Everything's go gee golly because no one wants to get fired. That's why the Gestapo doesn't want to be criticized for drawing up crappy plays and hiring dumb coaches. You know, that's what it is, right? So, well, I guess a a bunch of nobodies on on YouTube are are our last hope to to get the word out. I'll just say this, cool bro. If you go on local news and give us a shout out out there, and suddenly we get to hundred thousand overnight as far as subscribers, I think Joe and I would go ahead and send you something nice as far as our way. Oh, you get more than nice. Uh, you'd be your whole. I would definitely be taking care of your landscape needs without question at that point. And yeah, yeah, it's uh, th- th- that day is coming, guys. We're, we're the world needs or see the sports world. Sorry, the sports world. Again, this is a mundane thing in the in the grand scheme of things, guys. I'm not trying to make this more important than real life stuff, but the the, the work this we're coming, we're coming, and uh, we're gonna be a, a force to be reckoned with one day here. Believe me when believe me when I say that. I do want to go ahead and give a big thank you again, Stilos41510, second super chat of the day, and truly appreciate it. It does help us out immensely here at the Lakers Fast Break. He said, Bronze unnecessary pull-up threes in close late games are so deflating. He hasn't done it as much this season so far, but he says also as well, why is it so difficult for any of our players besides Braun to put pressure on the rim? Lakers three-point percentage tax is real. D'Lo for Brogdon. I'll let's address this one at a time as far as different parts of this question. Uh, first off, that shot, I know Kenneth Stone added on to it as far as he should have taken the shot. That was going to be a very difficult shot because he was jumping away with two players on him. Would have had something, something like a hook or maybe a turnaround or something of that nature. Been a very difficult shot for him to take. 
which is what he wanted to do to take two guys so he could go ahead and pass out to whoever the open man was. Just the fact that the open man should have realized he's a 15% three-point shooter and cut straight to the basket or have someone in that spot. But need I digress on that? Lakers three-point percent trends tax is real. I mean, they're the second worst three-point shooting team in the NBA. So you could probably say that's a given right now. So that's something obviously the Lakers need to address. We always think that they address it each and every year. And unfortunately, seemingly that they don't end up addressing it as well. Berdilo for Brogdon. I know Brogdon's playing pretty good now in place of Scoot Henderson because Scoot's on the injured list. But I don't know. You've got a player that does shoot well, like D'Lo from the three-point area, but also as well someone who's not a great playmaker and not a great defender. So your thoughts on the comments made by D'Lo. I just wanted to go ahead and get that out there, but I truly appreciate his super chat, Joe. Yeah, I um, I think a lot of times LeBron's shots are – He hasn't they, been doing those threes. He hasn't, much he hasn't done it a lot. And I remember we started out slow shooting-wise last year, and we kind of came back to earth. I don't know. I I, I would say fatigue could play a, a big factor in that. It's a better opportunity to score with LeBron shooting those threes versus <laughs> driving and kicking to guys that are going to miss. Uh, that would be that would be probably my assessment at that at that point there. Um, but I don't know. I, when it comes to the shooting part, you know, we've, we've learned watching basketball that your offense is sometimes not going to show up. That's why you're playing defense is important sometimes, but we live in a, we live in a world or I should say a, a league now where offense is, is one, two, and three and defense is taking a step back because you really can't, be aggressive. If you're too aggressive, you'll get called for flagrant fouls on hard foul, foul uh, on on hard fouls. It, they don't call flat fouls. They don't. They do. It's just it's a confusing game. It's a confusing game, and uh, the the constant stoppages of replays has gotten out of hand, and it destroys the rhythm of the game. This is not the NFL where the NFL stops and goes. This is supposed to be a sport that goes back and forth. They've kind of ruined that because of the public pressure on calls during big games at the end of games when all all they had to say was, look, do you guys really want this game to last three hours? I, I don't mind a, a, I don't mind the last two minutes of a, of, of a game to make, let's say a review. Matter of fact, I actually think that would be best. Make a review the last two minutes without having to force the coach to do it and ruin a timeout. Just make the last two minutes because that seems to be the only time anybody cares. And I don't know. It's just weird. It's just weird how sometimes I'll say something and then I'll start thinking about it. I'm like, is it really like that? Has it always been like that? Is it revisionist history? I don't know. Every game changes your mind at that point, but uh, the basics will still stay the basics. You know, if you have the best player on your team, uh, one of the best players on your team, I, I'd like to see him make the last second shot, preferably not a three when you when you need it to. Well, the Lakers, though, are headed to Houston, third game of the four-game road trip. 
Uh, and as I was spoke, speaking to Douglas Gallagher uh, through the email, LakersFastBreak at Yahoo.com, is funny because he noted that, uh, as I did last week, that the Lakers would be encountering on their fourth game of this trip in Phoenix, probably a healthier Phoenix roster because Bradley Bills expected or may play tomorrow, but expected by at least Friday. And then there's also the chance that Booker can return to the lineup as well. So wouldn't that be great that the Lakers are going to get a, a lot healthier Phoenix on fr- Friday? And I'm being very facetious when I say that. But when it comes to Houston tomorrow, a uh, team that's been all over the map, uh, looking really good and looking really bad at times. For the most part, they've been looking pretty bad. But one shining light for them has been Dylan Brooks, who's been shooting very well, much better than he has been than he ever did in Memphis. I know a lot of people have been talking about the momentum that he had from his time in Team Canada and FIBA and taking that into this season so far. So what to look forward to when we head over to Houston uh, Amen Thompson is out injured, uh, and I know Cam Whitmore, who has not even gotten a sniff of playing time, I believe was sent down to the G League, as was noted by Eric in our chat. Your thoughts on the Houston Rockets? Alperin Sengun has been playing great uh, so far, almost got a triple-double the other night, and you know he plays well against the Lakers. I don't care how well Houston's playing. I don't care how much smack Brooks talks. The Lakers have to win tomorrow. Hopefully he pokes the bear again and gets us mad. Uh... They probably won't. Uh, it doesn't so matter. game time. Yeah, it, 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 you you beat Houston at this point. There's no – you better go in there and absolutely run them out the building. If you don't do that, you end up getting smacked around, then you're, you're, you're a weak-minded team with a weak, weak-minded leader. Um, the leader I'm talking about is Darvin Ham. LeBron has put everything in – at some point, LeBron has done everything. What else do you want him to do? And I don't believe – I mean, I, they've surprised me. I, I I know that LeBron surprised me on the back-to-back against Orlando. So it, AD could show up tomorrow, but I think they're going to play really, really, really cautious on this and not let him play since Rui's coming back and try to run and gun as much as they can, like they did at the end of the game in Miami, and hope they can uh, they can they can win one without AD. Rui Hashimura is probable. He's been released from concussion pro- protocol, so he is probable for tomorrow. Anthony Davis and Jackson Hayes are both listed as questionable right now. Anthony Davis with the hip spasm or whatever it was that, that he was inflicted upon him uh, in the previous game in Miami. And Jackson Hayes is listed as questionable with his ankle. Uh, Gabe Vincent and JHS and Vanderbilt still remain out. Are you concerned with what's going on with the injuries, notably to Jared Vanderbilt, who hasn't even had a chance to go ahead and get any playing time this season so far? Yeah, I don't know what this bursitis thing is, but it doesn't sound like he's going to be back anytime soon. And when I see him shoot, they show a video of him shooting. It's all standstill. Yeah, and that's someone who doesn't shoot well. So if you can't get some elevation on that shot, granted he is tall, that usually means you're not getting a good shot off. Usually elevation plays a huge part in getting a good rhythm going on your shot and getting a consistency on other tall guys trying to block you. So Vanderbilt doesn't, I'm, I, I, I can honestly say this. I, I don't think about him at all. I haven't really thought about him. If you're, he's not the kind of player that I'm like, man, if this guy gets back, things could change. This is, uh, he, he could make the defense better, but 
he could. I don't know. I have to see what he's doing. We talked about this show being therapy for so many different people out there. Uh, I will say again, as the third note of kindness from Stilo41510 in the Super Chat, he says, Joe, watching you scream the things I was screaming at the TV last night was the only thing that calmed me down and made me laugh after the loss. We'll be a lot better at full health. Thanks, guys. And that's the case. I, again, we talked about, as Douglas Gallagher also emailed me about, about the the depth that we talked about heading into the season. This is exactly why we have it. And this is exactly what, what's good about it is that when you have some players out of the lineup, you're still able to go ahead and compete and win games, provided you're given the right opportunity and right coaching. Yeah, appreciate that comment there, Stilo. And I'll, I'll, I'll since we're fellow Steeler fans, I'll, I'll give you a little tidbit on on some past uh, some past things that I that helped me. <laughs> Bill Cower uh, had a knack of yelling and being angry and voicing his displeasure to referees uh, at the perfect times during games. And he was my extension because every he had a knack of staying calm. Most of, you know, he, he had a, I watched almost every Bill Cower uh, game that he coached and he had this ability to stay calm one game, two games, maybe a little bit of a, a, a scream here and there. And then he had the ability to really get mad at the right things and stuff, you know, copies of plays that were like apparently showing that the refs made a mistake in the pockets. And of course he would apologize after that. But yeah, I, I, I've, I've lived vicariously through Bill Cower during the Steeler games back in the day. So I totally understand your feeling on watching someone kind of, uh, publicly say what you were saying in private. I think it's it's that's that's part of what makes this fun and part of what made watching the Steeler games fun because we felt like we were the coach. We were we had the same feelings and the same care of the result, and the coach was able to express it for us. I can't say after two more weeks that it's early. So the Lakers have a stay of execution for two more weeks. If this thing doesn't get better, things are not going to be very, very, very inter- – well, they'll be entertaining on here, but there's going to be a lot of constructive criticism because this this is stupid. Three and four is a stupid start when you should be five and two at least. One thing I want to ask you, though, before we head on out, my friend, uh, you've got uh, quite a bit of time left if you want. Go ahead and – Shout out there again. When it By comes the way, to, I don't have hair plugs. Yeah, that's that's the thing. He when mentioned, he sometimes does the little uh, refreshing on the sides. I will say, I gave up on that a long time ago. For me, I, I go through different hairstyles. Sometimes I'll have it dark. Sometimes I'll have the my my buddy calls me sometimes Mister Fantastic with the gray. Um, sometimes I'll grow it long. I get bored with my hair. Uh, this will grow out a little bit during the week, just because it's better to it's a better shave than shaving every every, every couple every couple days. But yeah, if uh, yeah, it's uh, it's all mine. No, uh, yeah. But before Cool Bro goes to bed, I wanted to. He had something you wanted to ask earlier in there. Uh, your favorite 
Game of Thrones character? Because I said Jon Snow for me. <laughs> Come on, take a guess. Uh, I'm with you. I'm not going to take any guesses. Come on, take a guess. I don't know. Just uh, I'm going to. Say... Okay, I'll give you a hint. He died very. He died early in the in the season. A Ned Stark. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, I was just going to say because you know that's 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 absolutely. A, I, I never really. I, again, I I follow. I followed it, but I didn't really. I wasn't entrenched with it like I am the Sopranos or Entourage. But uh, yeah. That was my favorite one. Well, there you go, indeed. But before we head on out, my friend, when it comes to what we're seeing in the NBA, again, a lot of teams that were picked a lot higher uh, are having some struggles, like the Lakers as well. Uh, most notably, Phoenix. Uh, Sacramento is actually Sacramento's actually been struggling even worse than the Lakers for uh, the same amount of stretch. I mean, there's also some teams like Dallas uh, and. Also as well, uh, San Antonio has been playing pretty good, pretty competitive. I think a lot of people are surprised there. But when you have Dallas, Minnesota near the top of the Western Conference, along with Denver, of course, Denver may, they may take a step back or may slide down a little bit just because they don't have Jamal Murray there for the next few weeks with his hamstring issues. We'll find out. Is this the chance that the Lakers can get back in the mix in the Western Conference? Because you know, I don't spe- I expect Dallas to keep that at that altitude. I don't expect Denver. Well, I think Denver just relaxed a little bit now that they have, again, their issues with Jamal Murray. Golden State has been the team that I think a lot of people are surprised that they're still playing so well, even though they're smaller, older, and have Chris Paul. Uh, Chris Paul comes out the gate well and then dies in the end. He has not been shooting well, but been play, playing very well as a He's facilitator the, coming the off role. the bench. He's bought into the role. And this is something that I want to reiterate. What makes Steph Curry one of the greatest is what's going on right now. It's another example of why he's the greatest. When you talk about a player that good and a guy that is labeled a, a league changer, changed the league more than even LeBron in a lot of ways. This is the, what, the third, fourth star that Steph has embraced, wins with. I think that that needs to, when we talk about Steph Curry, I think that's something that almost would, after his shooting, of course, needs to be talked about next, is that his egoless ability to continue to move on and not get into that whose team is it, whose team is that. That right there, and and the fact that Chris Paul's buying into coming off the bench here and doing what he's he needs to do to help the team win. This is after his shooting, his greatest attribute, and it's if he if he hadn't done the second one, I don't believe he would have won as many championships as he's won. I I, I just I I think that needs to be t- talked about more. No one talks about that. Steph Curry is the ego buster when it comes to all-time great players. You just don't see that very, very, very often. Let me ask you this. Who's your leader in the clubhouse right now for MVP? Mine is Jason Tatum. Uh, I think that Curry's up there. Obviously, uh, Nikola Jokic is up there. But I'd say right now in the clubhouse, because they've started off so well, I would probably put my money on Tatum so far. Too early. Yeah, too early. Give me talk to me in two weeks. Two weeks is going to be 
to me, you got to go a month in. You, you go a month in because now you're playing at least 15 games. 15 games of an 82-game season and or 20 games in some cases. 15 to 20. Now you're you're pretty much creeping into that one quarter of the way, little, almost a quarter of the way in. 20 games in, 18 to 20 games in, you're going to be able to really, really get an idea of kind of who's taking the lead. Uh, but it won't mean anything. It still won't mean anything. I don't look at Jason Tatum as an MVP yet. I think if you're going to give the MVP to anybody, give it to uh, Jokic again at this point, at this point, because he's he's now not going to have Jamal Murray. If, the, and if Denver continues to play well, his stock goes up even more. And the irony in the fact that he didn't win it last year and it was his best season, I thought that was kind of very fitting of what these voters do with the MVP. It's become the Oscars. It's been the Oscars for a very long time. No business giving awards to certain people when you have the greatest players playing and you're not giving them the, the, the they're the MVP. Michael Jordan was the MVP in 1997. He was the MVP in 1993. I'm sorry, Charles. I'm sorry, Carl. If, if you're getting an award because it was your turn and because you helped Phoenix go from, you know, seven seed to a one seed, that's, I'm sorry, folks. Michael Jordan is the most valuable player in 1993. Sorry, Chuck. I don't care how good your year was. And then you go forward from there. Shaq won one MVP and Kobe won one MVP. I have no respect for the voters. When you give two of the greatest players of all time one MVP when they had several MVP seasons. And, well, we'll see what happens. And, you know, Russell Westbrook has an MVP. James Harden has an MVP. How much more, how much more credibility do you have there? And if you whine enough, you get an MVP like Joel Embiid did last year. Who knew? Uh, I'm just saying, based unfortunately off how, how they're playing, I mean, the Celtics have got, gotten off to a hot start. We'll see. Ooh. But if I'll tell you what, if Denver still continues to play at elite level, even without Murray in the lineup, yeah, then you got to go ahead and get it to Jokic uh, without a doubt. Yeah, I just, I, I've seen the Jason Tatum Boston Celtics uh, show before where they play really, really well at the beginning of the year and then fizzle out. I'm not. I'm not gonna fall for it. I'm not falling for the East again, guys. That's it. They're gonna have to come out the gate. They're gonna have to come out of the. They're gonna have to show me something in the in the in the in the, in the playoffs and in the finals. They they are, they are an inferior conference, and they've been an inferior conference this really since LeBron won his uh, first title in Miami. That was really the the only season I can remember where there was a dominant East team. And even then, they had to go through seven games against the Celtics being down 3-2 during that run. I just – I don't see the Eastern Conference being a, anything valuable, in my opinion. The West is the most valuable conference, and you have the best players in the West, in my opinion, that could warrant an MVP. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more – of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football. 
for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet. I do want to say again for that final play, because it's it's on the mind of so many of our, our awesome audience. The best Lakers chat room is out there, Lakers Fast Break. There you go. Look at him. He's he's flaunting it. The Lakers Fast Break merchandise. Got to go ahead and check it out. It's right in the description below. The link's right there. Go ahead and check it out. All the great stuff that you can go ahead and get just before the holiday season right there for you with the Lakers Fast Break merchandise. Uh, Magic Man, I don't know. He's uh, taking the night off, so he deserves it. He's been working so hard for us here at the Lakers Fast Break. Absolutely. But that play, Joe, People are again talking about, well, maybe you should have had it, you know, had an angle to Prince or maybe you should have done this again, you know, before we had an out. And obviously we talk again, I want to close it out with, with what the Lakers need to do tomorrow. But that play seems to be on the mind of so many people out there. Again, it's a, a little bit to do with everything from not only the choice LeBron made, but the choice that Cam made, but also the choice that Darvin Ham made to draw it up to cam reddish in the first place i think it's like you can give a little bit of fault to each on that play yeah the fault starts with darvin ham and, and the other is lebron uh, i would have preferred lebron say no nah, i'm going to the basket and i'm gonna either make the shot or i don't so that's it. The, the, I'm not blaming Cam Reddish. If I'm Cam Reddish, like, oh, you want well, to Well, no, me... Cam Reddish needs to know who he is. If he knows he's... No he's one is going to say, guy. don't give me the ball in that moment, no matter who No, no, is. but I, what I'm saying is he could have cut to the basket. He had a wide open straight to the basket. Yeah, he could have cut the... to the basket and make it a lot easier for himself and his teammate. There isn't There isn't a lot of... There wasn't a lot of time at that point. And also, uh, Cam Reddish isn't known no, as a guy. Time. There was enough time for there him. Wasn't, there wasn't... Uh, there wasn't any skill set that would have allowed him to float that in. I don't. I don't think. I, no, I there was Cam Reddish. Cam I've Reddish. At, I've watched the replay. He had Cam Reddish time. has massive flaws in the NBA game. He does not have a touch. He doesn't have a shooting ability. He has a little bit of defense, but other than that, he's not really a rotational player in the NBA. I believe if. He keeps his nose clean. He can be a nine to twelve man roster guy for the next. Because he's been playing good defense for us. What does what, what does that even mean? Good defense. I haven't seen good defense all year in my mind, to be honest with you. Okay, come on, Joe. He's played some really hard defense and tough defense yeah, against relative to our so crappy defense. Yeah, but I'm not looking for to compare a couple of good plays to an overall disastrous team defensive scheme. Well, if the defense is bad, the offense is seemingly, according to the statistics, is a lot worse. Yeah, everything feeds everything feeds the other. It's uh, I, I have not been impressed really with any game. Even the Clippers game was kind of like, eh. Uh, it was the best one out of the bunch, but I, I, I have not felt in any of these seven games that the Lakers are are in a position to be dominant. They have not shown any dominance in any of these games. I mean, shoot, AD goes 28, 13, and seven, and they they got their asses kicked. You could count on one hand how many minutes we've had a double-digit lead on another team. Mm-hmm. And you're asking, uh, what what is it going to take? Well, AD had foul trouble. 
in that Orlando game. If you're aggressive, if you're if you're physical, you get called for for fouls. You, your your stars get called for fouls now. They don't want you playing defense. Your defense means nothing. If you don't believe me, look at Marcus Smart in Memphis. Watch the Indiana Pacers games. Yeah, I mean you've had two games that have gone 150 already. The NBA has gone the way of the NFL. They want an arena let type offense with very very little defense. And if you have any aggressiveness, you're gonna we're gonna have to watch 45 minutes of three Dunskys reviewing a flagrant foul. That's th- that that is the comedy in this is that you have to go to a replay to see a flagrant foul. Does that make any sense? A flagrant foul should be obvious. Oh, he hit him in the chin. He hit him in the chin while his hand was going down. It's that it's that stupid lame call where you shouldn't put your helmet in the in the quarterback's face when you're tackling him at full speed. But when you look at the replay, the quarterback dips his head like this. What is he supposed to do? Turn into the T-1000 and amoeba his way around it at the last nanosecond? Nanosecond? Oh, well, you shouldn't be you – should, you should be cautious. Okay, be cautious. Then somebody will rip their Achilles on, on the turf or the grass, by the way. Now that, that excuse went away. Kirk Cousins rips his Achilles in on grass. I didn't hear one peep from anybody complaining about turf that day. Maybe y'all better, uh, you know, shut the freaking up about that. When you don't know what you're talking about, when you don't, when you just go off your feelings, everything's about feelings. Uh, I'm going to try to repeat and rephrase this like Arnold did. Screw your feelings. How about that? How about that? Screw your feelings, especially when it comes to reality. Stop making things up. We're in a situation where it sucks in a lot of ways. You're going to have to adapt to it. Defense, there's no defense in the NBA anymore. So Lakers need to get their act together on offense, play solid defense as much as they can, and help out LeBron and AD, please, so we don't have to keep talking about this every freaking day of the freaking week. Because we're here every freaking day of the freaking week. It is the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Truly appreciate it. It's Joe Sorrell, a.k.a. Ox1947. Go ahead and check out what he has to say at LakersBall.com. Plus, he has a company you need to support if you're in the Southern California area and you want a new lawn transformed like Kubro in the Southern California area. You need a new lawn? Go ahead and talk to Joe at, of course, Simblades, SimblatesWithAY.com. Don't forget again, he's rocking the LFB merchandise. Go ahead and check out what he's doing as well right there. Go ahead and check out the entire merchandise line right there for you. It's in the description below. Right there, as far as the LFB merchandise store, he's got the hoodie. There you go. He's putting it on. Absolutely. Uh, cool bro says, my dad's friend was the best friends with Arnold, and he has Arnold's autograph. Well, there you go. Absolutely. Asta la vista, baby, right there for you. So there you go. Joe's got that hood, rocking a hoodie right there. You can get your own hoodie, T-shirt. Also, as well, some great some ball caps. There's a whole bunch of stuff waiting for you right there at the Lakers Fast Break Merchandise Store. The description is below, right there. The whole link, easy link to click on to. I shortened it up for everybody. It's in the description below, so go ahead and check it out. But uh, 
Joe, tomorrow, again, we got to get back off the schneid against a team that's not expected to do a whole lot this season. Any last thoughts before we head on out? Go Go into tomorrow's game like this is a playoff game. Please make short work of the Houston Rockets so that LeBron right. Hold on, let me, let me say, Tom Tibbs, Tom, we appreciate you watching, but he says Reeves is a top-tier defender. I don't know what planet he's a top tier defended on, but he's not, not one in this, in this, on this planet. There's a Tom, reason why he went undrafted. Tom, and the main uh, reason is the defense. Ed. Tom, you need to pluck whatever hair plugs you have in your head and open up that brain and, and, and really refocus the frontal lobe of your I wish he was a top tier defender. <laughs> uh, Re- if Reeves is a top tier defender, then I'm a, an NBA player, folks. Sorry uh, to say he's not. Uh, his job is not to be a top-tier defender. You want to talk about top-tier defenders that were free agents, that they were Laker, that was a Laker? Uh, that's the guy that's in Chicago. The Lakers can somehow maneuver that deal for whatever. Um, yeah, he, he, con- he constantly refers to uh, there's a lot of other Austin Reeves defenders that he's tired from FIBA, which could be the case. But why wasn't then, why wasn't Dennis tired last year playing in the Euro Basket League? Or he, Euro I Basket mean, he's he's averaging 15 and nine right now for Toronto, so he doesn't look too I'm, tired. I'm going to say this: when I was 25, folks, and I'm not even a professional athlete. Okay, I could run for days. He's 25. He's 25. He can play. He's not tired. Schroeder's older and prospering more after yes. winning the FIBA tournament. Yes. Dylan Remember, Brooks excuses, is... Excuses, folks. You need to stop doing that. Excuses don't do anything for you. Come on, A good me. excuse is still an excuse. It's not... Um, we're, not we're not buying it. No, Dylan 20... Brooks played for Team Canada, and look how well he's playing for yes. Houston. Yeah. So no, I'm not I'm not buying into that BS. It's it's uh it's a matter of skill set. He's not wired to play stout defense. It's not his game. His de- That's his why game he is, wasn't drafted. His game is to control the ball, make shots, and make them pay on the other end. What, what he should have what he should have done in those two open shots towards the end of the game. Had he made one of those, the get it's very likely we'd be talking about a win right now. Yeah. All we needed was one point. One point. But again, let's close it out, my friend. What are your thoughts for tomorrow before we head on out? They, they, uh, I would like to see a dominant win. I'd like to see the Lakers uh, finish the third quarter up at least 20, 22 points so that LeBron doesn't have to play the fourth. That's my, uh, that's what I want to go on tomorrow if they have to play neck and neck till the end again with lebron playing 35 38 minutes we're going to be back tomorrow night regardless if they win or lose we're, we're going to get back tomorrow it's not going to be a very very positive show it's going to be a very reality like not scripted reality a very reality show tom so. says you a lot lost all credibility tonight damn what am i going to do now all right i guess i'm going to have to leave for the for the night. I got to go comb my hair plugs. Ah, <laughs> uh, Tom. Uh, I tell you, you're a top tier dreamer. You are indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Yeah, I know Tom's trolling. Uh, Joe loves trollers. He's asked me a lot of times to I eat troll, not, I eat trolls for not have me kick out trolls. So. No, no, I eat trolls for breakfast, so it's it's a necessity. 
there's no troll that's ever defeated me. Uh, they defeat themselves. I just make sure that the dirt gets put on top of it. Make sure that it doesn't come out. That's why trolls live under bridges. There's a reason why they're trolls and they belong below because they're the, the bottom feeders. And I'm not talking about shrimp or, or, or crab either. I'm talking about, uh, and, and, and there's a difference between a they're troll. The bottom tier. Like, there's a, there's a difference between, and maybe Tom is just trolling. There's a difference between a troll and trolling. Sometimes you want to have some fun. Okay, I'll buy that. But if you're truly a troll, you bring no credibility or basis to any discussion, and you are not you are to be ignored. Uh, but the if one you're trolling, earlier today, that was not a troll in the sense he just was trolling it a troll. That he absolutely believed. You could tell in his words, he absolutely believed that we were stupid for saying that Cam Reddish should not have had that opportunity. Mm. Mm. Nice. Very nice. I could just tell in his words. You live in a, you live in a free country. You can you can you can believe whatever you want. Uh, I know that every time there's something in the sky in, in in Temecula, people believe it's a it's an alien up there. Yay! God bless you. You can. We're believe. all rooting for the kid. We're all rooting for Austin Reeves to do well. We, we, we all we, hope he becomes we are not, him and all. We that. we are not here to. I mean, I know a lot of people do because it makes them feel better, but we're not here to wish these guys not to play well. Exactly. If D'Angelo Austin and these guys play well, that means Max the Christie. Lakers are winning. <laughs> we want these guys to play well, and we've assessed their talents enough to think, okay, looks like they've improved during the summer. Let's see what the, how it gets implemented in the regular season. And maybe uh, – Maybe uh, maybe the competition's been a little too aggressive. Maybe they need to get a little bit of conditioning here before they start going uh, going the way of consistent basketball, where they're making their shots and not making bad mistakes. But it also doesn't help that your coach doesn't know who to give the ball to at the end of the game. That that's usually a bad sign, and that's probably where a lot of the emotion comes from because that's not something really players have a control over. You know, LeBron. Did not make that call. I'm pretty sure if Darvin Ham said get to the basket, score, even if the the second player you comes, saw it drawn up on the play yeah, on his. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it. There is it's nothing there. there. Yeah, it's there. We saw it. it. We 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 were we were giving it a chance towards the end of the last show that maybe LeBron might have gone rogue. We I deep down we didn't, but we gave it a little bit of a window. But that window was closed when we saw evidence that that's exactly how Darvin Ham drew up the. The, the, the play, and it was not a smart play. It wouldn't even have been a smart play if he had made the shot. Check this out. Do you think the Lakers have injury issues? I'm just looking right now for yes. PR. Yes, and, and it's not just the Lakers. It's the entire league. Well, you, have, you, have, you have a soft generation with soft athletes, with soft mentality, with – enablers enabling the the Grizzlies could have nine players out of the lineup tomorrow nine yeah we have we have created a pansy ass culture in so many ways and it's trickled down from so many areas and I find it comical that you pay these guys 50 to 60 million dollars a year you pay more money now than anyone has ever made in the past yet they play less and whine more and the people that enable them allow them to do it. 
What what else is next? Somebody uh, mentioned idiosecrecy. Idio is it is idio, idio idiocracy? That film idiocracy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one with uh, not uh, Owen Wilson's brother, Luke Wilson. Yes, it, it, I've seen the movie. It, it is an absolute. It's it, it, at this point, it's turning into a documentary. <laughs> and I'm telling you guys right now, I see the stench of bullcrap everywhere it's not the disenchanted distant franchise either i'm talking about people that own businesses people that are pretty and beautiful even they suck at life so it's not just people who don't have you know the resources even the people that have resources are miserable because everyone lives in fantasy land everyone lives selfishly with no credible information when they do anything or discuss anything. They live in this fantasy. And then the second you feel like you're being attacked or you don't feel comfortable, you get defensive, you get projected, you, you project, and then here we are. And I, I say this because we just saw it, right? We just we didn't even get into the season one game, and we already saw it with, with James Harden. This is a discussion for the culture of this, this league. And of course, society has a big part of that, and it's seeped over to the league as well. So I don't know. Uh, we're seeing people make excuses for Reeves not playing well on defense. Uh, we have people telling us we've lost credibility on truth. What did you see yesterday? What do you mean we lost credibility? What's the result of that terrible decision? An L. How are you going to back up your, your credibility claim? Back it up. If you're trolling, okay. You want to have a little fun? Cool. I'll, I'll make some snide remarks. You'll make some snide remarks. A couple of people will be like, ha, ha, ha. But at the end of the day, if you're just a troll, you're useless. You got nothing. You got nothing. You have no idea how the game play is played. You have, you've refused to allow yourself to understand what's going on. And at that point, you, you have no use. You have no use in this, this matter. And this, this discussion. Once again, it's the Lakers fast break, and it's Joe Sorrell. Please check him out on the daily basis as Ox1947 at LakersBall.com. Plus, support him today with his company, Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. And also, check out the Lakers merchandise store right there, the Lakers fast break. Merchandise store is open for you to go ahead and get the latest merchandise from all of us here at the Lakers fast break. Uh, I I don't know. What did you say in regards to D'Lo for Brogdon? I think that's just a lateral move. I don't think that it substantially helps what the Lakers need to fix. Yeah, the infatuation with Brogdon is is when he does play, he's uh, an asset. Unfortunately, he's rarely he's rarely healthy, and I don't want to trade any player for anyone who's not available, even if they're good. We want players that play. If you're going to do that, and at the, I'm sorry, at the, at the end of the day, if D'Angelo's playing like this, who the hell's going to want him? We're going to have to drop two first round picks to get rid of him. And why would they give us anybody? Why would they give us anybody in return on top of that? Unless they're dropping a, a large contract that they don't want for three or four more years. And will the Lakers decide that they want to go into the second apron at that point? This, this system is set up to not let you get crazy without punishment. And the Lakers are not owned by a billionaire, at least not liquid. Uh, Asset-wise, obviously, the team is worth, I mean, the net, the, four, the, the official 
net worth is different than what the team would sell for. In my opinion, the number that matters when it comes to something like this is what the team is would, would sell for. And the Lakers are a franchise that would probably sell for $10 billion. Absolutely. Pretty damn close yeah. to it. Maybe, maybe eight, nine. No, they would, the bidding would go over yeah, 10. Yeah, it would I'm be, yeah, be. this is, yeah, it's, it, so the Lakers are going to have to get lucky beyond lucky to get somebody here that could make that kind of an impact. I can't think that that far ahead. I can't. I'm trying to focus on now. I'm trying to see if this team will work. So that's it. That's I'm I'm not I'm I'm basing my frustrations right now mainly on stuff that's happened, not what the end result will be with this particular lineup or team. Because seven games is still not enough. I need at least another couple of weeks to really go start climbing that mountain with that if they're not playing well. We'll see what happens, my friend, but it is the Lakers fast break. Truly appreciate you joining us. Check out our pregame tomorrow, plus also as well, of course, during the game. Got to go ahead and check us out. We have very much uncut commentary that only we can provide you at playback.tv, so that's Lakers fast break. And then, of course, the best post game that's out there is always right here at the Lakers fast break as well. Uh, cool bro says Lakers are the best NBA team in the world and they will always be the best team. We agree with you. Go Lakers. Truly appreciate it. Bloodhound says Lakers are one of the greatest sports brands in the world. Absolutely. One of the most recognizable names worldwide in sports. That's not in question right there. Alan says we need to get Cam back on the bench. Hope Max gets his legs under him with his playing time. Uh, Max has been struggling. I mean, this is, again, as we talked about, Alan, I know that, that we've had uh, people emailing us, continually defending Max Christie, and it's just like he gets out there, Joe. Uh, he's had every opportunity to try and win a great spot in the rotation, especially with the injuries, and he's still being – he's struggling. He's struggling, absolutely. I mean, there's no reason why he shouldn't play away himself ahead of Cam Reddish in rotation, and he's been not able to even do just that. Yeah, I, I... – it's it's he's not he's not a player that I I came into this season thinking hey if this guy can this guy be a sixth man type player I, I didn't I never I didn't go into it looking at that that way if he improved enough to be a rotational player cool he sort of is but he's he, he probably needs more time and you have to give it to him. And in the end, we've we've discussed that maybe the Lakers made a mistake not signing him to a long-term deal. Well, we're starting to see that that might have been a correct choice. The guys, the the, the management and, and and the executives aren't always going to make the right call. I mean, we we were doting on Cam Whitmore, and apparently he's going to be sent down to the G League. So looks like we're duds there on that at least so far. But I had I had stated during that time, I said even if he becomes a dud you still pick the best player available in the draft when you're sitting in the mid, uh, the mid teens, but there's several players who are getting playing time that were picked below JHS right now. Yeah. Well, again, it's, uh, Jerry West drafted Sam Jacobson. True. So Mark Madsen, Mark Madsen, I think had value for a couple of years, uh, at least as a fan favorite and play as a dancer. Uh, <laughs> 
Uh, I, I wouldn't say that was a bad pick, considering it was a late first-round pick. I think he he uh, he cemented his Laker uh, lore at the very least, and I think in the end that was a good thing. And uh, you know, sometimes the 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 Jared Dudleys and the Mark Madsons have value. Uh, I think Mark had a little bit more value. I think he played a little bit more in, 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 in that particular area than, than, let's say, Jared Dudley. But sometimes guys like that are needed uh, on teams like that. And uh, it's no coincidence that they both want, you know, they were integral locker room guys that on teams that won championships. Uh, Max Christie is a guy that has a potential of being really, really, really good. He just has to continue to work and keep his nose clean. And he might be a guy that could start hitting shots. I think that's his, uh, his destiny. If, if he, if it, in, in a regular capacity is being a good shooter. And obviously uh, his length will, and his athleticism will allow him to be at least a decent defensive player. That's his ceiling. And I just don't know when the Lakers have the time to let that be something. I don't know if we have this year or maybe next year for that. We'll see what happens. But again, this team needs to find answers outside of LeBron James because, as we know in the stats, the team is much better with LeBron on the floor than without, and obviously that has to change. And And hopefully at some point in time we can decrease his minutes, but it's looking increasingly unlikely that we'll be able to do just that. So we'll see what happens, but it starts tomorrow. Want to go ahead and join us again for the pregame. Plus, after that, go ahead and check us out. Please go ahead and check us out on playback, playback.tv slash Lakers fast break. Again, the game coming up is tomorrow in Houston. It's going to take place at 5 p.m. Pacific time, 8 p.m. Eastern. Please join us there. We'll have a pregame beforehand, but also as well, we're going to go ahead and make sure that we got you covered on the post game, the best post game that's out there for the Lakers right here at the Lakers fast break. So for Joe Sorrell, it's Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much again for watching and listening. Joe, any last tidings before we head on out? I mean, you started with a rampage and a roar and kind of got a little bit chill, relaxed, even though Tom tried hard to push your buttons before we head on out. Uh, You know, this show is what entertainment and you can't have roses and daisies sometimes. Sometimes you need a little bit of fire. And uh, I was put on this planet to be in the fire. It's where I'm comfortable. And uh, winning, though, is is a, an interesting drug when you've won a lot in your life, whether it's through um, sports, supporting, whether it's in life, whether it's whatever, uh, it becomes addictive. And when you don't win, it tends to bring out something else in you. And you you think that as you got older, because I used to hear a lot, well, when you get older, you'll, you know, you'll tend to, you know, calm down and all this. And yeah, I'm sorry, I haven't calmed down. And I don't feel, I know that my testosterone has gone down just by age. Um, but I don't feel like it's gone down. I feel like I'm just as fired up now as I was 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. A lot of that comes from confidence also. I think that that as I've gotten older, knowledge of the world and knowledge of things and knowing what time it is your confidence becomes higher and higher because you know if you're truthful with yourself and you're truthful with people around you uh you're gonna have a positive 
uh, response because the truth is the truth. You can't take it down. Uh, you, people can try, but you can't. And because you don't have to worry about looking over your shoulder. You don't have to worry about screwing something up because you feel like something is the way it is. And all of a sudden it's not. And you, it's a detriment to the people around you. That's what that does when you have that kind of mentality. Most people, like I was telling you about how there are people out there that have businesses and they're attractive and have what seems to be everything because they put stuff on their Instagram, like they live in this life. But then when you find out the truth, you find out that they're, it's all a facade. Don't, don't live your life as a facade. The, you know, when you're watching the Laker game, focus on what's going on. I know it sucks when they suck, but it is what it is, guys. It's real. Say it. Stop acting like, oh, well, maybe next time. Yeah, maybe next time if they're playing well against someone who's playing well and gets the better of them, sure. But this is the seventh game they've played like garbage. You know, they, they should play better than this. Coming out the gate, having bad third quarters. What is this? How many times are we going to keep going through this? Play 48 minutes of basketball, please, and you win these games. Is that too much to ask with guys making 50, 30, 20, 10, even the minimum guys making a couple million a year? Is that too much to ask? Play 48 minutes of basketball. That's what you get paid to do. And stop giving the ball to players that can't shoot, please. Can you give it to somebody who has a chance at winning a game? What Felix was saying we need a point guard and attack the paint and kick out. Um, thanks. And kind of did that last night if you consider lebron a point guard which he sometimes we, we is. did that we gave it to the wrong guy though yeah exactly and, yes. and at the same time it's still a dumb play because you needed two points to win and you have the greatest the greatest ball handling star on your team someone who can actually get to the basket at any time with his size and athleticism. You're talking about a 6'8", 260-pound athlete in his 21st season who can get to the basket, who had just gotten to the basket a few plays uh, before and got an N1 and got you to, 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 to that one-point deficit. Why wouldn't you run that same play again? Make them drop two and three. Then at that point, LeBron's one of the best passers, right? Then you got Christian Wood under the basket, get him the ball, everybody collapse. Somebody, you know, if he misses a shot, at least you have a chance of getting an offensive rebound and putting it back in. How many games did the Lakers win that way? We won two playoff games in 2010 doing that. Why? Because Kobe took the last shot with three people on him. Powell gets the putback in the Oklahoma City series, wins the series in game six in Oklahoma City. And then you had... Uh, Game five against Phoenix, where Kobe shoots the three and LeBron catches the ball, puts it back in, wins the game. Why did those happen? Now, for the for the dumbskis out there, uh, they're like, oh, Kobe uh, missed the clutch shot. Of course he missed the clutch shot. He has four guys on him. What, what do you think allowed those guys? And that was that was my – it was interesting discussion. How is it that – okay, the discussion of Ori and Fisher, I had mentioned them earlier – uh, why does it seem like Kobe always has clutch players on his team? 
why does Kobe always have these other guys making shots at the last minute winning? Artest, Pau Gasol, Rory, Derek Fisher. What do you think that's for? You think that's a coincidence? I'm going to leave it at that. I don't need to explain that to you for you smart people out there. If you're not smart enough to figure that out, then figure it out. Go do some research. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for tomorrow's game. I think I've talked enough about that final the, play. The Miami Heat. I don't want to talk about it anymore, and I'd like to get on with my life here. I agree as well. But thank you, Felix, for on Facebook and everybody that's watching on Facebook. Truly appreciate it. Plus, everybody out there on YouTube, Twitch, Twitter, Kick, and wherever you catch this podcast. It is the Lakers Fast Break. Again, we'll be back tomorrow for the pregame. Plus, also, go ahead and please join us on playback.tv slash Lakers Fast Break at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern for the Houston Rockets as they face off against the Los Angeles Lakers and then, of course, the best post game in town can be found nowhere else but right here at the Lakers Fast Break. Uh, JetBlue is like who we would trade for, though. Uh, again, those options really don't become available until December or January when all these players become eligible that were signed in the offseason. So I don't really want to go too much into that. I know Laker Tom at Laker Tom on Twitter. He's all over the fantasy trades, as he always is. And that's already kicked in the high gear. But. Really, I don't want to go ahead and start even speculating on that or spend a whole lot of time on that, everyone, until December and January when all these contracts become available. Then you get into trade season, and then you could go ahead and start seeing where the team is and where what we need going forward. Just like last season, we in January, February, we started to see where this team was, if it had a chance to go with the right changes, and ultimately it worked out there for the most part. And the same thing could happen here, but again, we're just, what, just seven games into the season. we got to see what's going on. So as Joe said, let's give it a couple of weeks. Let's see what happens there. Let's start to see some of these players maybe get healthy and back into the lineup, and hopefully that will help the Lakers back into relevancy in the Western Conference. Uh, cool, bro. Question is, Pop Culture Cosmos on kick two? No, not as of yet. Uh, just basically trying for uh, Cosmos on YouTube and Facebook and uh, Twitch and Twitter as of now. But uh, maybe that's something down the line we'll take a look at. Absolutely, indeed. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. Truly uh, appreciate you joining us tomorrow. We've got a full day ahead, ahead of schedule for you for the Houston Rockets. So hopefully you'll join us for that. Joe, truly appreciate it. Hopefully the, the road trip will finally go our way and we'll get our first road trip of the victory of the season. Uh, are you, I'm predicting a, another 10 point win. I'm predicting finally we'll get into the double digits as far as the lead and a win is concerned. You looking for the same thing tomorrow, Joe? I, I, I would prefer a 20 point win so that LeBron doesn't have to play the fourth. Uh, that would be always my preference. Absolutely. That, that should be the focus in my opinion. I think if I'm Darvin Ham, I'm going with God rest us. God, God bless us with that one. Um, well, I'm JetBlue, I don't, I don't think it's the players not buying in the Ham system. Ham drew up that last play. They all bought into that play. It's the fact is, who are you choosing to make that play is part of the problem. I think that's understanding your players and the players understanding who the, themselves and what their weaknesses and, and the, the deficiencies are, plus the coaches for putting these players with certain deficiencies in the wrong place at the wrong time is also uh, not making this any better for the Lakers this season. And why would you shoot why would you drop a play to shoot a 3 when you need a 2? Yeah. That's that's the question also that you should be asking. And this is a 
league-wide issue on top of that. Yeah, this is a basketball issue. We've seen this, this all over. This is a basketball time. issue that doesn't seem to go away. And it's just – it's very difficult to to watch sometimes. It, it makes you almost want to not watch anymore. I told you the play I hate the most is when somebody has an E-wide open layup and they'll pass it out for a three-pointer. Absolutely blows my mind. Who was doing that? The it happens all the time. Who was doing it the other day? It was another team where every time they oh it was it was Miami. Miami had <laughs> see that's how clouded my head is. Miami during the Laker game they had like three and two advantages and they just leak out. Yeah. Like dude, just go to the basket. Like what 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 what's going on here? Do you want the sure two points or the iffy three? I don't know what I don't know. And then it finally, after like three of them, they finally kind of almost felt like they heard me. And then that's when they went and got the two. I don't know. I the NBA is uh I don't know. Everything sucks. I guess that's the one negative thing about getting older is everything usually sucks until it doesn't. <laughs> well, hopefully the Lakers won't suck tomorrow, but we'll find out. So for Joe Soros, Gerald Glassford, thanks so much for watching this thing. Please join us tomorrow. Hopefully we will go ahead and get back into the win column with our first road victory of the year. Happy N7 Day, if you know what I'm talking about out there for all you Mass Effect fans. So hopefully you will go ahead and enjoy the rest of the evening. But wishing you all a great evening. Looking for uh, JetBlue says, let's see how I pl uh, the player re react tomorrow. Let's see how they, they react tomorrow indeed. We do not know for sure. If AD will play, he's listed as questionable. Jackson Hayes is questionable. Rui should be back in the lineup. He's out of concussion protocol, so that's a bonus for the Lakers. So hopefully they can take care of that. And then one last thing. I know Magic Man on the previous episode was talking about how he was reading the rule and said that the Lakers would uh, have uh, be without. They would be without D'Angelo Russell. He is not – nothing's been announced by the league office as of yet, so I don't know if he's been suspended. But if he does get suspended – You'll find out. Go ahead and follow us at Lakers Fast Break on Twitter, and we'll retweet it out as fast as we get the info. So we'll let you know indeed. And we'll also let you know in advance at the pregame as well. So for Joe Snorris, Joe Glassford, thanks so much for listening. We will go ahead and see you tomorrow right here at the Lakers Fast Break podcast.